Welcome to the Gaming Coop, the best space to talk about spooky but also sexy characters. Let's introduce today's players. Oh. Player one, in P Paper Mario Sticker Stars, our next host beat Mario yet again, this time by using his superior knowledge about stickers to make them do things they were not supposed to do. It's Chris. <laughs> terrible game, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Player two will convince anyone to sit on a mimic. It's Anthony. What? <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> player three <laughs> shines bright like discord light mode it's kelsey oh come on <laughs> god player four young town it's matt hello player five this grunge this grung has smokers smokers lung but sloppy toppy from a toothless froggy is too powerful it's walsh <gasps> and player six Oh, look at that. I've been impaled. It's Gabe. <laughs> it sounds like something nice. Gabe would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Isn't that that's Frozen, right? Correct. Yeah, it's Olaf, yeah. but like the more. That's like, Olaf, oh, it's right. Gabe. It's Gabe. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's Frozen Gabe. It's it's his it's his little uh, uh, the, the popsicle drawing that Malachi made. <laughs> Shout out to Malachi. Shout out to Malachi. Um, welcome, everyone. It's Halloween! Woo! Woo! It's Halloween! It's October. Uh, it's, uh, it's an October-themed uh, gaming coop. Uh, we've done spooky games for a few years now, but I figured let's change it up. Let's talk about specific characters that we found to be extra spooky. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, because I realized I was going to take a drink after I was done, but I realized... I'm first, so that's not, that's not ideal. You're allowed um, to drink if you I need know. to. And that's true. Yeah, I'm right? fucking like, I can, wasted. I can edit. Hold on, I can edit this. But out. you also Hold can on. like just we can fill in the time. Like it's okay. You can take a sip of water. Right, Clap at fifty four. Welcome to the gaming coop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have time. That is open, and I just clapped. Just hoping. I saw, I liked it up. All right. Anyways, let's talk about everyone's gaming daddy, Bowser. All right, because we're talking. We're like, like I said, it's spooky, but also sexy characters. But Bowser, I'm su no. Hold on. I'm surprised that you are the first person to say that on this podcast. Because I just well, because I, I I'm playing into all of your. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a personal opinion Chris, so much as he's leaning fair. in. I retract. Every, yeah, you know I'm... what? No, everybody shame Chris. Who would even sure. think such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> all right. You know what? That's fair. I'll wear I'll wear this on my sleeve, I guess. Me? Um <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks, Gabe. Appreciate no, it. You I'm have my back. Um who doesn't? True. It's true. Shame everyone um, Let's uh, let's let's talk Bowser, because Bowser has been a wonderful character. Just one of the best iconic video game villains. Everyone knows him. Jack Black is playing him in the movie. Which now, this is the first game in Coop since that trailer showed up. So oh, we now true. know. And he's awesome. Jack Black is great. See, I don't know if Bowser is by at face value sexy necessarily. But Jack Black can get it. So, like, that helps. It, it, it kind of, like, that's a good, yeah. like... Uh, way of connecting. And I it, say yeah. that having married somebody who's often compared to Jack Black. So, like, <laughs> I have a type. <laughs> um, but I, I, as Bowser has been great in a lot of Mario games, but they definitely wanted to put him front and center 
of a uh, new game, new Mario game that I initially was like, oh, it's a it's a new mainline Mario game. I I think most people are referring to it as more of a spinoff game. Whatever, I don't really care because Bowser's Fury is fucking awesome, and let me tell you about it because essentially, uh, those who know Super Mario Sunshine or the story of Super Mario Sunshine, you know that. It had a lot to do with what is it like ink that they, that that like that is like a main thing in Super Mario Sunshine. Is that ink or is that another goop? It's just it's just goop. Yeah, uh, it's ink. Yeah, I would count it as ink. Um, but uh, the 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 inkiness returns in Bowser's Fury, and so does Bowser Junior, who has been in other games, obviously. But this is like his like a big return for him. Um, and he uh he. Basically gets Mario to show up. I sat here rubbing in the background. <laughs> yeah, I just, rubbing. No, it's okay. I wasn't gonna put it like in the. I just wrote in the thing. The horn is killing me because I'm like I just hear it constantly going, and it's so funny. Sorry. No, it's total. I love Rebby. Rebby. Rebby gets all excuses. Um, so Bowser Junior. Through using his iconic M symbol. Uh, basically summons Mario down a the one of like the like the like see through tubes, um, and uh, basically has him arrive in this area called Lake Lapcat, um, and when you first arrive there, uh, it's raining, and all of a sudden, as you're walking along and you arrive at this broken ship, all of a sudden, it uh, you see Bowser, and Bowser is. F- fucking huge and this is like it's like bigger like bigger than lady d like that that is he's huge (laughs) in this game uh and he is like covered in this black ink and he is his uh is uh like head and spikes are like basically in flames and it is fucking terrifying and the music kicks in with like uh you know he's there and he's basically trying to, like, breathe fire on you, and there's stakes coming down from, like, wooden stakes, like, coming down from, like, the sky, and, um, you kind of get through the initial, like, going up onto the ship and collecting your first cat shine, which this, that's, like, the collectathon element of Bowser's Furies, that you're collecting a bunch of these cat shines, and you are, after you do that, you're able to get, like, Bowser to go away, um, and then Bowser Jr. basically uh, is there to tell you, like, hey, my father is not the way he used to be, which is like, yeah, no shit, Bowser Jr., appreciate that. Um, and he's like, I need your help. Can can we figure out a way to save uh, my, my dad? And so the game loop basically works where you have all these little platforming uh, hub areas that all have like a certain set of goals. And at the end of each goal, if you achieve it, you get a cat shine. Uh, By the way, everything is fucking like Super Mario 3D World, uh, which this game was like released with uh, as part of the Switch re-release. Super Mario 3D World introduced the cat suit. Uh, Bowser's Fury fucking leaned into cats. Like, this is a, a cat fucking game 
well, maybe that. It's whoa, Hey, here's here's my problem, guys. Here's my problem. I I have a problem with not putting my uh my curses ahead of the noun, uh, and so I should have said fucking cat game. No, you not does... cat fucking game. It does still doesn't sound great. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. I was gonna say, isn't that what you said? <laughs> it doesn't yeah, sound different what? to me. Whatever. I shouldn't have cursed. That's that's the moral. You of the story. potty mouth. Um, <laughs> and so, but it, everything is super cat themed, and it's awesome, and it's it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, so you're going through all these platforming platforming areas, and you're listening to the soundtrack, which again, it's a Mario game, so of course it's a fucking banger soundtrack. Um, and it's like while you're walking around in late lap cabin, not necessarily doing like the platforming sections. It's very nice and calm, and you're hearing like this this like tune of like just being on like this tropical area. When you go into the platforming section, it's a little bit more upbeat. It's classic Mario of just like, hey, welcome to the welcome to the world. Like, go explore, jump around, all that stuff. And you're doing this, and you're doing these goals, and you're collecting these cat shines, but kind of like. I, I, I want to say it's kind of inspired by Majora's Mask, although I don't think it's really, like, not to the like, exact extent. But as you are doing these things, no matter when you're what you're doing, how fast you're doing it, whatever, at some point in the game, all of a sudden, you're going to start to see in the center of the island or the world that you are playing in, this basically Bowser's shell slowly rise from out of the, out of the ground out of this inky goop that's in like the water and all of a sudden it's going to start spinning and it's going to start spinning and spinning and spinning and this is while you're doing platforming you're still doing other stuff and then the rain starts pouring and the music fades out and you get like this sinister like 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 all all of a sudden like this real like deep like uh eerie music starts playing and all of a sudden the shell spins so fast and launches into the sky and then it goes from day to night and then bowser's attacking you and as you you are still in the platforming areas you're still doing your thing but now he is fire breathing at you stakes falling from the falling from the sky like all hell breaks loose and the music that plays during this part is ridiculous like it's almost comical because it's basically like it sounds like like um heavy metal like kind of screamo sounding like music <laughs> like it's it's so stupid but it's so good at the same time and that's the game you are basically doing all these all these different like cat shine like collectathon stuff but you're also having to deal with this really scary version of bowser that's gonna attack you kind of kind of out of nowhere uh but like just after a certain amount of time uh you you will have to face him there uh, over time as you collect a bunch of cat shines it will empower these shrines that are uh located in the world and you can uh once you have enough you're able to turn into this mega super saiyan-esque cat suit that Mario gets put in. And so Mario, as Super Saiyan Cat Mario, uh, is able to then do this... Um, are you saying Super Saiyan? What is that? What are you talking about? Super Saiyan. Like, uh, what? What, like what is Goku, that from? Dragon Ball. Like, go, yeah, Dragon Ball. Oh. Yeah. Um, 
the Son Goku. It's not really Super Saiyan, but that's what I think of is like the yellow spiky hair that's coming out of the cat. Um, no, I just always and... thought it was Super Saiyan. So then I, I don't know why I thought that, but I, so I, I was mishearing you. It's fine. This yeah, is a really okay. intense shade of blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, this is like a big um, uh, what were were like the giant creatures called? Like like things kaiju. that are more giant kaiju. It's basically a giant kaiju battle that begins, uh, uh, and these happen happen in intervals throughout the game, where you take down Bowser each time, and then he will still show up constantly, and then it takes till the end of the game where you are finally you're fighting uh, Mario, um, or you're fight you're fighting Bowser, uh, basically till the end of the game. It's one very very long Bowser fight is Bowser's Fury, and it's so fucking good it is like like i for someone who loves games where you could just live in the world and have fun and it's platforming it's mario like it's hot take i guess but it is like my third favorite mario game like it is right behind odyssey and galaxy 2 for me of just like just i love being in this world and existing in it i kind of weirdly love the anxiety of like oh bowser's gonna show up at some point it's it's just so well done you can even use bowser in his like fieriness to like find certain cat shines because his fire breath unlocks specific uh, or breaks certain blocks that will be hiding cat shines behind them it's just really really well done really really fun and like it gets me excited for whatever the next mario game is because it definitely felt like this could have be like a testing ground for future marios but i've talked a lot i know there's a few people here who have played bowser's fury i would love to hear what your thoughts on it are i adore this game as much as you do chris um it is it like you said it is just a blast to play um Love the controls, love the whole environment. Obviously, I'm very partial to the to the cat shine or the cat bell. Um, sure. And I just I, I think it's cool how as you kind of go through things, the same environments kind of change, um, and you have to attack things in different ways each time, which is kind of cool. Um, and just kind of seeing the world fill out with these new platforming challenges, the more that you played the game was a was a really cool aspect, and you could kind of tackle it however you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. It, it it it's so it's so creative in that way. Um, anyone else? Uh, anyone else want to comment on Bowser's Fury before I wrap up? I adored Bowser's Fury as well. Um, knowing who I am as a person, uh, I am very partial to cats. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, just the the design of the game as a whole was so tightly packed it there was only one issue i had is uh having a run button while also having to control the camera at the same time sure didn't wasn't like didn't feel the best to me personally but that was that's that's a small issue in the grand scheme of things um other than that the game was just phenomenal yeah uh the the a few things too like when i say everything is a cat in this game everything is a cat including the enemies like goombas they're cats the koopas they're cats do they say why or did i miss you saying why so 
it's it's just kind of what theme they leaned into for this one because like again this was packaged with super mario 3d world which introduced the cat suit as like an ability mm. um and so they're i guess for this uh this kind of like spin-off uh of of super mario 3d world they were like why don't we just fucking lean hard into it um and it, it it's really funny because like thing everything that you think uh is like the one the one or two things that you think like oh the the these are the one things that aren't cats they become cats later in the game like it's just they 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 it is just so weird but so good um they even made the cats cats they even made the cats cats they wow, there's a lot there's also cat. actual there are actual cats in this game where you, that you can interact with and do certain quests for and um, they do flirt with you they do flirt with you. Like yes. cat flirt? Or are we going back to cat being flirt. a cat fucking game? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. cat flirt. Yeah, no, no, yeah, cat <laughs> flirt. Um, I, I also, I named myself Plessy on uh, on Discord because Plessy is basically one of your allies in this game. Plessy is not a cat. Uh, well, well it may, maybe later in the game, maybe it might be a cat. But um, Plessy is a, is like a dinosaur, and uh, I don't, I think Plessy had been in was Plessy in previous Mario games before yeah, she, Super 3D in, World. Uh, no, 3D World was there. 3D World, he, yeah. So so 3D World, uh, Plessy uh, was was there, but they are like they're such a delightful character because they're just they're, they're basically this world's uh, Yoshi where you just get on their back and like ride around but they are uh waterbound so they basically let you tr- like swim to all the different islands in a very fast way you could also do certain challenges with Plessy as well um and it, they're a delight it's it's great it's wonderful and the i again i will not spoil it but the ending to this game has Plessy at the center of it and it's fucking glorious i love it so much um, what a delightful Mario game, and I really recommend if you love Mario, you love platformers, collectathons, or just you know you like the concept of a, of Bowser lurking around the corner ready to pop out any, at any time. You should check it out. It is a delight. All right, uh, but yeah, yeah, Bowser's fucking scary. Uh, and, and <laughs> so like I I shat my pants the first time he showed up. It is wow. it is uh it's it's obviously like scary in the way that like. Like little kids could handle it, but it's it's it is daunting the whole thing. Uh, but you know what's even more scary? Some of these League of Legends characters, and both Anthony and Kelsey both have uh, League of Legends uh, in the in that world. Two characters that they want to talk about. Anthony, you're listed here as being the first one to talk about it. How the fuck do you pronounce this name? <laughs> so uh, some pronounce it Zolanus. Sure. Um, AKA sure. the person that sneakily edited our organizational document to be funny. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Who would do such but... a thing? Yeah. That's yeah. just rude. Yeah. Um, but actually it's pronounced Zolani. Okay. Zolani. So roundabout right. way about to get Zolani. To how it's I'm sure that they are totally <laughs> delightful and, and like very nice to get along with. Yeah. So I'm going to start with a bit of history lesson because this character is kind of pivotal in uh, League of Legends lore. And they're part of this really rich backstory. Um, And this is not going to be completely accurate. And I'm oversimplifying some things just to not take an hour. Um, But there was this kingdom where they 
basically sort of worshipped the sun and had these godlike powers. And they had priests who had the power to ascend warriors to a sort of godhood status. And there was a woman who, following in the footsteps of her parents, became a healer. And she was the strongest blood magic healer that Sharima had. And even though she was critical of the war and the sort of god son emperor would not have chosen her for ascension, nonetheless, the priests did. And she became somebody who was basically worshipped and was incredibly strong at keeping people alive. And she had a real empathy for people as well. And there reached a point where the god king emperor was going to ascend into his like true form and become very powerful. And somebody very close to him usurped him at the last moment. And the battle and the clash of magic not only destroyed this entire kingdom, but kind of ravaged the world. And now these people who had been ascended, who had become these god warriors, didn't have a purpose anymore. And they felt that the world was now theirs to take by force and be worshipped. And they started to fight against each other. And as they didn't have anybody to lead them, they started to get darker and darker and become more cruel and change their bodies and their forms to become almost recognizable to what they used to be. And Zolani was one of these people, and her power over blood magic was so strong that her, she essentially used mind control to try and win her side of the war. And the scary thing is, is that it wasn't really mind control. It was kind of like bloodbending, where she could control the blood in people's bodies to make them act, even if they were aware of what they were doing and didn't want to do it. So eventually, all of the god warriors ascended, became sealed away in their weapons so that the realm could return to peace. And Zolani's weapons are these kind of like sickles on chains. And a order of warriors in Ionia kept it hidden deep in their temple because the Darken, now in their weapon forms, could only whisper to people and try to get them to wield them and as people would wield these darkened weapons, the darkened would take over, corrupt them, and then gain form through these people. So now we're going to follow the story of a student named Jun, or Jun. And she was a student at said school. One day, somebody wielding a darkened weapon shows up at the school and starts massacring everybody there. Because he wants to get the weapon, he wants to take its power, and he wants to destroy Zolani. June, in a moment of desperation, starts to hear whispers from Zolani's weapon. And here's the uh, text for this card. 
As the fighting raged on, June, desperate and badly wounded, turned to the voice whispering in her thoughts. You will never die, it said, soft as summer rain, because I will never let you. So June turns to these weapons and decides to wield them in a moment of pure desperation because everyone she knows is getting slaughtered. And Zolani completely overtakes her. June is gone, and in her place is this Darken. And what I especially like about this is that nobody really knows what Zolani's face is. Um, she had worshippers because they didn't know the full history. They just knew that she was a healer. And she's called the Faceless God because out of spite, another Darken destroyed the face of her statue. But in this form, she's kind of a corrupted June because she took over June's body. You can see that she has like the same kind of headgear that she had. And... Um, her weapons are sort of symbolical because the chains indicate the sort of slavery that she inflicts on her followers to her own ends. And the blood sickles represent her magic as well. So yeah, I think it's super scary because the idea of a weapon that can kind of sense when you're in trouble and it's like, I won't let anybody hurt you and then it takes you over, corrupts you, and then you're just gone. It's super scary. And it's kind of funny and ironic that you were like, oh, let's talk about the monsters that we think are hot. Because the Rune Terra <laughs> subreddit posted this, which says, one will try to kill you. One will agree to go to the prom with you while their parents look on disapprovingly. Choose wisely. Is <laughs> <laughs> Zolani, like, top choice? Yeah, top top comment is I'll go to the prom with Zolani. Another person said Zolani has those if I can't have you, no one can vibes, and fuck it, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, really scary. <laughs> really scary idea of like just being possessed by a demon and like not being able to control your body anymore and also just being gone. And the gameplay flavor of her as well is in order to play her, you have to pick one of your own allies to kill and have her take their place. Fuck. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Is that... <laughs> yeah, that's that's in Brutera. That's so, correct, right? yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, if that's, like, actual League, that's kind of fucked up for that one player that has to be like, all right, sorry, <laughs> kicked out of the lobby. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Anyone have thoughts on Zolani? I do not. I do not play this character really. Or so. Like, here's the thing. I dabbled in League. I play more Runeterra, but I am for all of my neurodivergent baddies out there. I hyperfixate on a game for a while, then I forget about, that it even exists, and then I hyperfixate on characters, and then I forget they even exist. I've never hyperfixated on Zolani, so I know nothing about her. Um. But, uh, yeah, the like, League of Legends community is very into the scare-roused factor of a lot of uh, 
characters and uh it's this one and anthony the one that just recently not the most recent update but the one before where you have the support characters that you have to like essentially consume uh the The one the one where the one where the intro was that she's like stepping on you Oh yes. yeah! Yeah, yeah. Oh right, that yeah, one. Yeah, because yeah. that was really like the thing <laughs> that like everybody. It was like the oh, the one that steps on you. Everybody was like, because the thing was that the trailer. It, it's not this one that Anthony's referring to, but again, there's like the scare rouse factor where it's like, how can you make sure. me feel like I'm gonna lose my life and come at the same time? Like that's essentially <laughs> the Jesus factor Christ. we're working with. Don't don't even don't even try to make me feel like you're even blinking that I just said that because that's also entire other. <laughs> parts of different communities but the one where it was like step on me mommy was because the trailer (laughs) cut off that one that anthony just posted the trailer (laughs) cut off like a 0.5 seconds before you would actually be stepped on and everybody felt so cuckolded and upset about it where they were like oh my god no how could you (laughs) so it's just like a theme it's an ongoing theme in the community but strong powerful deadly women is like a thing for this uh they have hot monsters they have hot monsters monsters. true yeah anthony would zolani be classified as a demon or a human um she's she's definitely more demon at this point. dark darkens are demons they're like kind of almost interchangeable in the in the phrasing even though darkens are specific but so is she a darken or is she utilized darkens because it wasn't clear from when you were speaking she is a darken. She is. The okay, darken cool. are uh, what happened to the ascended after they became corrupted. Okay, thank you, thank you, because I have trouble yeah. sometimes. I glaze over with the lore because it's a <laughs> lot of information. Um, but yeah, so definitely scary. Um, it's a lot. Is this Cho'Gath? What is this? That is Rexai. Oh, Rexai. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I I I definitely. <laughs> I, I definitely, I could definitely see why people are uh, both scared and aroused. Yeah. Um, and that's all I'll say on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it all. It also could be a name for like a pizzeria, or hey, like, Zolani or like hey, welcome to Zolani's. Hey. Or like <laughs> an like arthritis medication. medication. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yeah. G- Gabe and you were on the same. Yeah, list, it like, sounds. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Ask like, your oh, doctor today about yeah. Solani. Yes, one hundred percent. And your doctor's like, um, "Isn't she hot?" <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like I just looking at the pills. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, thanks. Um, Kelsey, yeah. you also have a league character. Yeah, All right, I- I'm guessing. I- are they also in Rune Terror, or are they just in the league? So in actually, that is something that is a giant sore spot that I will cover. Awesome. So talk to me about Fiddlesticks, the ancient fear. Yeah. So um, this is actually I'm I'm glad that we're getting to this type of scary character episode now because in only in recent years did we get a little bit of a rework on fiddle six actually a pretty decent rework where we were able to have a lot of lore filled in for fiddle six because even though they have been around for anthony they were like a fairly early character for the game yeah. right for league of legends Very early they they were intentionally um present as kind of having a lot of unknowns and still we do not know where fiddle six came from uh, we do not know their true origin. 
We do not know what realm they come from other than the fact that they are a demon and they are something else. Um, we, uh, they were, they had disappeared for a very long time. We know that they are at least 10,000 years old. Um, but it is a lot is still unknown. So I'm just going to like briefly read the snippet that is available on the League of Legends website um, to kind of give like a thematic uh, voice to, which is a choice. I said that on purpose, voice oh, to Fiddlesticks. But uh, something has awoken in Runeterra, something ancient, something terrible. The ageless horror known as Fiddlesticks stalks the edges of mortal society, drawn to areas thick with paranoia where it feeds upon terrorized victims. Wielding a jagged scythe, the haggard makeshift creature reaps fear itself, shattering the minds of those unlucky enough to survive in its wake. Beware the sounding of the crow or the whispering of the shape that appears almost human. Fiddlesticks has returned. Um, and so this kind of concept of Fiddlesticks being this almost a child's story meant like those things like almost like the boogeyman stories Mm. that were told in our childhood that are meant to make us fearful of the dark or fearful of being alone at night um so the reason that this entity is referred to as fiddlesticks that is not a name that it chose it is not its true name it is merely the name that survived out of child stories that most people refer to it as uh it's also known as the ancient fear and also referred to as the Voice Eater in the Freljord, which is a kind of Arctic region of the Runeterra universe. Um, the entire point of Fiddlesticks is that they prey on fear of any sentient being, but mostly humans. The reason that we know that it's any sentient being and the reason why it's referred to as the Voice Eater is because uh, all characters that you can play in League of Legends, for the most part, have voice lines as you play them. Um Fiddlesticks voice lines are its own articulation of the lines of its victims before it kills them. So Fiddlesticks, more modernly, there might be a couple of things that are like form statements of Fiddlesticks. I can't confirm. But for the most part, if you're playing Fiddlesticks, you'll hear uh, in like a very raspy, otherworldly, terrifying voice, he'll say um, something like, no, stop, or... I can't see. It's too dark. Like he's saying things that are evidently things that the victim said before he got to them. Um, But he'll also do things like he'll bark. So you know that he like got a dog and he, he destroyed a dog. Like, so there are things where if you play and there's like a five and a half minute video on YouTube that I didn't make everybody watch, but I did just post the link in our media document in case anybody's interested. That is a collection of voice lines that people recreated. It is so creepy and like nerve wracking to listen because it quite literally is just voice lines that it's heard either by passing through areas, but mostly by the last things that were said by its victims. Um, so it just repeats. It's just kind of like this demon bodiless mimic. The body of Fiddlesticks is just made up of whatever's lying around. So it's like bits and pieces that allow it to stay mobile. And it will swap out parts of its body as it becomes damaged. And it cannot be killed by ordinary means because it's just made out of whatever. And it frequently will stand and resemble a scarecrow, which is its form that it's most 
typically associated with also because it weaponizes hordes of crows in the game, which is why my name is Caw in the chat, because the crow aspect, the thematics of the crows being utilized by this demon scarecrow is a huge part of why I'm drawn to Fiddlesticks. He is absolutely my favorite character in the game. There is no end to how fucking creepy he is, um, but in like a very entertaining way. The some of the best parts about Fiddle Six that they put in the game is all League of Legends characters have skins. And this is something that we've spoken about just in conversation before. But two of my favorite skins are one, there was a Halloween skin, um, where his head is a jack-o'-lantern, and he just looks very scary and very thematically Halloween. But there's another one that he is a birthday clown, like at a kid's birthday party. And the original splash art for this skin included, thank you, Anthony. Uh, so that's the jack-o'-lantern one, which I really love. It's very creepy. Um, and then the the clown one is one of Anthony's favorites because the original splash art, uh, the the true splash art that was released, uh, he's just kind of surrounded by like birthday presents and confetti, and he's very pink, but he's also very terrifying. But the original splash art included a crying child in the corner that they eventually replaced with a pile of packages uh, of presents because I guess it was too much for some people. Um, but just... A thoroughly, like, classically scary. We're not talking about something that is, like, like, this could be scary. Sometimes people are just afraid of scarecrows. The idea of being alone at night in a field with a scarecrow nearby can make you feel unsettled and scared already. So he's a classically figured, like, scary entity. Like, he's meant to be that way. But he also has this extra level of being a very, very old very unknown, very mysterious entity that disappeared for a very long time and has all of a sudden reappeared in the shadows and people have started going missing. And that is like his lore of how he's currently existing, that his story had been around for centuries, but then he went quiet and now he's back and nobody knows why he's back. And that's just kind of the lore that he carries with him. So nope. I think I carried every I think nope, I covered nope, everything. Nope. Yeah, he's a big nope for a lot of people, <laughs> but I fucking love him. And then just to touch on when you said, is he in Runeterra and or in League and in Runeterra? Sure, yeah, that's the yeah, Is not in Runeterra. I am currently boycotting Runeterra. Uh sort of intentionally and sort of also just because like I said, my hyper obsessions, I'm just not into it right now. But I'm not into it because He's the perfect character to release with a Halloween update, and this is the second year in a row that he has not come to the game. And thematically in the game, there are already support cards that have to do with, like, scythes and crows. So, like, what are you doing? Like, he could easily, people have come up, people in the community have come up with scenarios of how he would work within the game, of things that you can apply to him, new keywords you can come up with. He is needed. He is my beloved. I'm very upset. Very upset because he's my favorite, and uh, I'm mad at Runeterra right now for not including him. Because if they're going to bring him out in like April, it makes no fucking sense. But fine, whatever. A lot of people in the community feel this way. That a lot of people are like, "Wow, like right, Anthony." If they come out with an update and they start showing like support cards, and the support card is like, I don't know, a squirrel baking muffins, they're like, <laughs> "Wow, so weird that like uh, that that fiddle sticks would be like." having squirrels be their friends now but can't wait to see his cards like they come up with shit where they try to fill him in um even though it's evident that he's not coming with the new update so i would um first of all 
love the idea of a squirrel make baking something as a <laughs> baking muffins. As there part, was a as really a really cute person who was just unveiled as like a Runeterra, the first Runeterra original champion, and she's adorable and she has like little forest creatures that work for her. So That's I was cute. happy That's that she cute. arrived, but very not happy that she was not fiddlesticks. Um, I. You also posted that video, that trailer video of of Oh yeah, and I didn't talk about that, but you can talk about it. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say because it, it is like it's two people sitting at night in a fireplace, and all of a sudden they start to hear things, and one guy turns around, like one of the people you are seeing from their first person perspective, and they turn to the right, and then they turn back to their friend, and their friend's gone, and it's just their helmet. Um, but like I. I forget specifics of what happens in the video, but ultimately, at some point, when the when the person's running, they turn around and they just see the fiddlesticks just standing there and just like posed as first, just to stay still, as if it's like not a move a movable object. And all of a sudden, it like slowly starts to move in its crackling way, and then it just bulldozes in your direction and it cuts the black and that that shit fucking terrifies me like that is the worst thing you can do to me is have a monster come at you you know like from like a first person angle and just and like come at you in like with all of its limbs like flailing and just all creepiness and it just it's so so fucking scary it's just i'm not i'm not into it it it, it this is a big old big old no for me yeah i don't know why i love him so much like i want to protect him like he's a buddy and i don't know why like i don't know what i've been manipulated because <laughs> uh, from all from all other perspectives i should want to run in the other direction and i'm like oh, friend like i don't and i don't know why i feel that way but i do yeah, it's fair. It's, uh, people's different interpretations of scary characters i guess just really quick before anybody else um comments i just wanted to talk on because i did briefly play um Fiddle Six in League of Legends, uh, just because of the aesthetic. Because, like I said, I'm obsessed. Um, but he's pretty difficult to play, and he's mostly a jungler. And I just have trouble with any concept that is. I. What do you mean? I can't just kill the other team forever. Like I have trouble with the concepts of what you're supposed to play in League. I'm not a good team player. His passive is that Fiddle Six Trinket is replaced by Scarecrow effigies. I think the trinket is like a little. Isn't that the thing that you push on, you place on the ground to see other people around you? Yep, exactly. Yeah, okay. Um, then Terrify, which fills six damaging enemies with spells while unseen or targeting an enemy with terrifying activation, strikes a target unit with fear, causing it to flee in the other direction. Uh, Bountiful Harvest is that Phil Six drains the health from nearby enemies and deals bonus executing damage at the end of the duration. Reap is when Phil Six slashes an area with its scythe, uh, slowing all enemies and silencing them and then his ultimate is a crow storm which is quite literally a murder of crows flock wildly around fiddlesticks and deals damage to whoever's in the area and the sound and visual of that in game is crazy and terrifying like you'll just be in in league of legends playing and all of a sudden you hear a thousand crows start screaming and you know that you need to run in the other direction and it's it's so good that's all i wanted to add um, anyone else have anything they'd like to add about Fiddlesticks? Fiddlesticks yes. is my favorite. Oh, wow! Because <laughs> I feel like we have shown you a lot. We have those nights where we just bombard you with all the giant BC characters and try to see which one makes you horniest. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that this is your favorite. 
yeah, I played Jungle Fiddlesticks for a bit, and the best part about his ultimate is it gives you a short teleport. So you're supposed to cast it where you teleport over a wall and scare the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and you do that to, like, kill the enemy team while they're trying to take an objective or try and cut off a squishy character who's trying to run away. It's just very on-brand and very thematic, and I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. Weird. Don't love it. Hate it. But... Yeah. Uh, but hey, that very much is in theme, and I love, I, I definitely love it for this episode specifically, because, God, like, that's just fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, I just don't want to ever interact with, maybe, maybe because it's colorful, maybe the birthday one, and maybe the snow one, but that's about it. That's part of their Christmas line that they sometimes come out with. This one's called Dark Candy, and it was all, like, peppermint and Christmas candy themed. Yeah, I'm into that. I'm into yeah, that, maybe. I mean, he's still, I think, Anthony, when you have skins like this, does it also change the visual of the alts and everything? Yeah. 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 So do. that's cool, too. Like, I appreciate that Rune Terror does that as well, because, um, you know, that means that instead of, like, crows, he'll have, like, sugar plums flying around or some shit. Like, I don't know what he does. <laughs> but, um, but I think uh, Gabe will appreciate this one the most. It's the Praetorian Fiddlesticks, and it's like a sentient robotic Fiddlesticks. Hell yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say Praetorium. That's what that one's for. Ace out there, Ace is listening. <laughs> Shout out to Ace. Shout out to Ace. Shout out to, Shout Ace. Out to Ace. I just uh, want to also add that my favorite voice line of Fiddlesticks is C. It's just a scarecrow. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, thank you, thank you that's for bringing that one up. Amazing. Yeah, the voice lines are really worth. Like, they're, it's literally five and a half minutes, and you can just have it on with whatever else you're doing in the background. But they are so good and very like they always inspire me to want to write a scary story. They're very. I good. will opt. I will opt not to do it because fuck that shit. I don't want nightmares. But I appreciate <laughs> it. I pre- I appreciate it that for anyone that is is interested. Is it genuinely freaking it out. you out like that bad, or is it, it like it kind of is? Yeah. Okay. This is, this is this is one of those not like a like we can't we have to stop talking about no, it. No, it's okay. I wasn't way, going but to, like, but it, but it, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm it was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it was just in a way of like like those are the it's because i i i remember just growing up having dreams of things uh like coming at me in that way and like and like that the idea of that creepily like like a creepy charging monster coming right at you is just sends me it absolutely makes me uh that just poop everywhere poop (laughs) Poop everywhere yeah not great oh my god um well, you know what? I don't. We don't have to worry about. Well, sorry, I was just gonna say, within the perspective of like when League was dropped, League is cited as being a game that came out in two thousand nine, and Fiddlesticks is is shown as also coming out in two thousand nine. I'm a little bit confused about the release dates within the months because that doesn't really make sense or add up. But so he's like one of the or one of the earliest characters in the game. Sure. So he's sure. been around for a long time, tearing terrifying people. <laughs> Well, you know what else makes me poop everywhere? <laughs> uh, Walsh's mid-segs. Woo! Walsh makes me poop everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Happy Hi, October. Walsh. And a happy, most likely, time after Halloween that you're listening to this. So, this is a pretty good it, job getting it out at the end of the month. Give us some credit. 
Alice actually, actually, in the eleventh uh, hour, though he stresses me the out. The plan, the plan, the plan. This this year, it will be out on Friday. That's that's what I'm saying right now. I've just worked a schedule around it. We'll see if I go through with it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So for you guys, I have a very special game that you could play at home. What I need everybody here who is on call to do is in a separate tab or uh, even like in do it in actually uh, go to text me on discord you guys and make me a list of 1 through 20 numbered 1 through 20 if you have to do it in a separate document or something go for it because I'm going to give you 20 images of yeah we're gonna copy paste this later because I'm going to give you uh, 20 images of characters that I want you guys to be able to name in a certain amount of time. and uh, But it won't be a hard time. I'm just going to kind of fly with it, so don't stress. Sure. Uh, and then whoever can name the most amount of characters will be able to win. Okay. I'm, I, I'm like, I apologize for my keyboard sounds. I am just making a numbered list at this point. Yep, I've got my list. Of course, and keyboard sounds are okay. Yeah, you right. uh, probably all of my audio up to this point has been keyboard sounds, so that you're probably gonna have to shut me the fuck up. It's all good. It's all good. All Is right. everybody ready? I'm ready. Sure. Yep. All right. Here's your document with all of the monsters there, and this document link will also be in the uh, episode description as well. So, I've taken monsters from a few different sources, uh, whether they be friends, foes, who knows. And I want you guys to just type out your answers from 1 to 20. And Chris, I will allow you to cut and paste in editing as you please. Is everybody ready? I have my answers in. Christopher, cut back here where I'm being loud. Cool. Okay. All right, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you better listen. <laughs> yeah, <All right>. yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know how to move closer. All right, everybody keep track. Everybody keep track of your points. You ready? Yeah. Sure. All right, everybody got the first one of Undyne, and okay. then Woo. everybody also got the second one. Uh, well, actually, most people got the second one of Pyramid Head. I'm sorry, Kelsey. Fine. Not... <laughs> I was I was gonna say most of them out loud, but <laughs> of like the wrong answers that you guys wrote. Uh, I said I thought this was a clan member. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, number three, we got the head crab from uh, that game. Holy shit! Why am I Half blanking? Half life. Yeah, <laughs> I was like from the <laughs> from fraction life. I was like, what the f- no? Not that word. Everybody got that. Uh, then number four, we have the frostbite spider from Skyrim. Yes. Oh, that one's yeah. the name. Sorry. The name that I use is a frostbite spider. It's just a specific that frostbite is, spider. That is p- most. That's like what I figured. I was like, "Oh, we're using specific names." Yeah, because yeah. Um. So sorry, Matt. It is not the Harry Potter spider. That's okay. Aw. Oh <laughs> wow, fair. I'm surprised that Gabe knew the name of that one. Then at number five, I have Huggy Wuggy from uh, Floppy's Playtime. Yeah, never. I, I've, never I've heard seen. That in my life. I, I've seen the game. I have no idea. My, never my answer it. was, "Don't hug me. I'm scared. Don't play yeah. it. I, yep, it's not I, worth it." <laughs> I yep, Gabe got the answer on that one. Uh, yeah, Matt, you wrote, "Don't hug me. I'm scared." Uh, Anthony wrote that grabby thing. 
And then, <laughs> <laughs> then you've got number six. We have Cerberus from yes. Hades. They, I played Hades recently, so yeah. Also, three headed dog. Yes. I was like, I just, it just pays to know that lore generally. Of course, <laughs> of course. Some of them, you know, I, that's you guys. You're, um, you're telling me that this didn't originate in the video game Hades? <laughs> no. Seven, we have Big Daddy, which I think everybody yes. got. At number eight, we have The Witch from Left 4 Dead. Yes. Yeah. So, Matt, right. Matt, it is not the ring, but blonde. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony wrote Anthony can you tell me what you wrote uh for number nine yeah for eight. Oh, sorry okay. no uh, eight sorry no you had it right sorry number nine I was looking at the wrong number there uh yeah so and then for number nine we have the wither from uh minecraft and then Anthony can you tell me what you wrote for yes for that one number nine? I wrote chocolate lady and then in parentheses <laughs> spongebob oh, you wrote chocolate and I was like, what the fuck? I, I did not even, even recognize it. <laughs> at 10, we have a Metroid or a baby Metroid. Yeah. And then at... I called it Brain Jelly Bitch. Nope, I know not a Brain Jelly Bitch. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, Kelsey. The next one is not Jeff Bezos. Uh, it is Baldi. He's Baldi enemy number one. From oh, Baldi's Basics. Fuck! I'm so mad. That's the one I wrote the article on. And I was just like, fuck, how did I not remember Polly? Oh, time to get to math class. I wrote I teacher from math scary math, math game. <laughs> <laughs> you should get it. You should get it even though you didn't know his name. You 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 knew most of it. That's fine. I, give I'll, yourself I'll, the I'll, point. Baldi's basic. I'll take you, the L. I'll give you a half a point. Okay. I, I, did, I did not need credit for that, but that's fine. All right. Then at number 12, we have Siren Head. Woo! I never figured out that one. Uh, What's uh what what is this from Siren Head? So Siren Head, while it was originally this piece of artwork that went around a lot of places, it kind of like took fire over the internet, and a lot of people made a lot of uh, indie horror games based on Siren Head. Uh, Anthony, okay. is this a Simon? Is he an originator of this? I don't think so. Simon Stalbart. Oh, okay. I I, I don't I, remember the I, name, I but I know he's made a lot of horror art, and people. Like, That's why really I'm saying that because this guy is very horror art. Like that's his shtick. So. Huh. At number thirteen, we have the Octorok. Woo! What is this from? This is Zelda. Zelda. I uh, see again. Lack of Zelda knowledge. That's all right. I would not have known what this was either. I was when I was putting this together. I was like Zelda monsters, uh, or enemies, stuff like that that I was trying to look through. Uh, yeah. And then at number fourteen, we have Chaos. Uh, from what games? <laughs> uh, from Sonic, Sonic. Adventure. From yeah. the Virtual Ball Boys Football League. Yeah. It, it is not I the... I thought it was from Splatoon. S- Kelsey put see-through <laughs> Splatoon, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Question mark? Number 15, we have Mark's from Carbari. That's Mark's soul, though. Sorry, Mark's soul. Thank you. Oh, come taken, on. Please give it. One. Give it. Okay. Mark's <laughs> give me Mark's credit. <laughs> do I get partial credit for microwaved fruit gusher? No, you do not. <laughs> I also noticed too for the last one you also wrote "wet boy" in all caps. Wet boy. <laughs> Who wrote that? Yeah, he's and wet boy. Wet boy. And then at everyone's s- favorite superhero. <laughs> at number sixteen, we have Starman. My boy. Yeah, that it is it, Kelsey. I'm sorry, it is not Mercury Gumby Man. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know. I, I recognize the character. I just, I just could not. I could not for the life of me name like what it was or what series. It's from, it was from the Mother series. Yeah, that's yeah. 
and then another blind spot for number 17 i wanted to throw uh i wanted to throw something the final fantasy way so i have uh cactuar i'm giving myself credit for this because the fact that i even knew where it was from i get credit <laughs> i am giving you credit for that one thank you i'll give the in in our private chat i told kelsey that 17 is me after grabbing little chocolates from the living room <laughs> <laughs> I did not so, see that until just now. <laughs> they're stiff and they look like they're running away. Uh, and then number eighteen, you have uh, Tall Neck. Uh, Kelsey, I will take the critique that this is not a monster, but no, me, it's friend. Is, yeah, but it's like a big, it's a big thing that's like whoa. So I thought it was cool. I will the give, monster uh, of Horizon Zero Dawn are the people who wrote the second game. Oh, of course, <laughs> that, would be, that would be number eighteen to the bed. I, I will give I will give Matt half a point for he wrote Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> At number nineteen, we have Shiva from Mortal Kombat, uh, which uh, some of you uh, I have <laughs> written down. I have Goro, but female, which half a point. Yeah. Half a point. Nice. I will give Anthony half a point for that Goro, but female. Uh, nice. Thank sorry, you. sorry, Matt. It is not forearmed Jill, but Kelsey, you are. <laughs> Who's Kelsey, Jill? You are correct. You do get a full point. It is yes, mommy. Woo! Thank you. <laughs> I like the forearmed Jill. Just as like, who the fuck is Jill? <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, that's Jill. The like forearmed one. I said, just one. name name another whoever. Forearmed Jill. I feel like that deserves two Jill. points. That's fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, last one from Banjo and Kazooie, we have Gruntilda. It is not. Damn it! It is not witch. I LOL. Uh, Chris, <laughs> I'll give you half a point for witch from Banjo Kazooie. Uh, and Kelsey, yeah. that is no points for Gretchen. Um, I should get at least a little points for Gretchen. Gretchen. I got the first couple of letters right. <laughs> mm, I'll give you half a point for Gretchen. Um, I have no idea who the fuck this is. I'm taking my half a point, but I just made up the name Gretchen. It's just pure, pure luck that it had any overlap with the actual name of the character. All right. She speaks in rhymes. I've been boozed with you. How'd you guys do? I got 18 points. Wow. But I think game one. You weren't keeping track? No. Sore, sore Uh, spot. I got 12. 14.5. I got, nerd. I got a resounding 11.5. I have to say I'm proud of that. I walk with That's my head high. That's real good. I think I, got, good. I think I got 15.5. I think yeah. out of everybody here, I played probably the least amount of these games. Because I have no idea what the fuck this shit is. Yeah, looking at all of the you know the lists, um, even uh, Gabe, I would give you a half a point for a Spider instead of for Frostbite the, Spider. For the record, uh, Gabe doesn't need any more points. Of course, yeah, no, I'm just impressed. I was like, wow, you really blew this away. Yeah, and yeah. meanwhile, Matt is like, I didn't count my points, but I have one more than Anthony. Like, none of us have noticed. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that, Matt? Well, I just went through it, and I went through the ones uh, that I know that I didn't know, and I was I did, I did, took those off, and then I added the half point. Excuse oh, me, okay. Mr. The Proctor? The one that gave me half point for. Mr. Proctor, he's cheating. Guys, we've investigated. than you. We've investigated ourselves <laughs> and cleared ourselves of any wrongdoing. Just fucking called Kelsey out for not like. Why didn't we have a push-ups? push-up contest? What is going on? <laughs> it's so funny. All right. Anyways, Someone's we got we, we got cool down here. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll be back. Talk a little bit of hat in time. We'll be right back after this. 
I'm Chris. And I'm Matt, and we're the Virtual Ball Boys. During the NFL season, we will talk about the games and headlines on everyone's minds. Plus, we give our predictions for the weeks ahead. In the offseason, we run our own fictional football league with tabletop gameplay mechanics. Like that? Listen to the Virtual Ball Boys on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts, and we will see you on the show. Good night and good ball. Hey, we're back. Welcome to the gaming coop. The bless, yeah. Bless, bless, bless. <laughs> <laughs> the bet, the bet, the bet. Well, um, so we had we went down a very dark path. The after the in the first uh, half. So we're gonna go a little bit to the lighter side of spooky, uh, and uh, we're gonna go. We've talked about hat in time on the on the coop before. Uh, it's me and Matt's among our favorite three D platformers. But there's one character that is among the standouts in that game it is Snatcher. Matt, give it to me. <laughs> Fool. It's my best Snatcher impression. Um, <laughs> Snatcher is. What, like Chris said, one of the standout characters. Probably my second favorite character in the game. Uh, uh, only to, of course, the Conductor. One of the greatest characters ever designed and voice acted in history. Sure, uh, sure. But Snatcher's the spooky one, so that's why we're talking about him. Um, so, uh, when you enter the Subcon Forest, the Subcon Forest is the third main area in A Hat in Time. Uh, but you do need an item from it to complete also, to complete the second area. Uh so it really should be the second area, but whatever. Um, the Subcon Forest is a spooky forest. It's a dark forest, very Halloween-y all throughout. There's ghosts everywhere. You have to do tasks for ghosts mostly. But when you show up, uh, Snatcher catches you in a net. And as soon as you like kind of bash and hit your way out of it, he shows up just like he does uh, in the video that I sent um, and uh, uh, offers you a deal. He basically like seals your soul. And then offers you a bunch of tasks to get your soul back. And you can really do these tasks in any order you want. It's kind of like a deal where, like, okay, you complete one, you unlock another, other. you have, like, options, kind of like the general order that you want to complete things in, which I really like. I think it's a cool way to kind of go through the level. Um, and then he shows up now and then. He kind of directs you more uh, more specifically with... Um, with with some things than others, but he he's just a constant pre- presence when you're in the subcon forest, and then also becomes the final boss. And the thing I love about uh, Hat in Time boss fights is that they're all very creative. They're they're rather varied, even though they're all pretty much like you're in a circular arena, and then you have to fight them. That's that's pretty much the the except, but they all have their own like unique attacks and all that. Um, Snatchers is interesting because he is a ghost. And therefore, you can't usually hit him correctly. However, um, by the time you get to him in the game, you you kind of figure out that on bosses especially, if things turn blue, you are able to hit them. So there's some like enemies in his boss fight, or, and or uh, I forget what exactly it was, but there's some things in his boss fight that if you throw them at him, it turns him blue, and then therefore you can hit him. And there's a, there's a part where like you do that for the first time, and he and then he like pauses the fight and the camera zooms in and he's like. Did you just throw blue on me? <laughs> and it's it's very funny. And then you kind of do the rest of the fight that way. Um, and it's he's just like he is the perfect like cartoony Halloween ghost. He's not creepy by any means. He is very much like oh he's a Halloween happy ghost. He's spooky. He does stuff. Um, very cool. I also love he is voiced by YouTuber Yuntown. 
um, who not a lot of people know about, but uh, uh, he was part of the like the Normal Boots Hidden Block group for a while, like the Space Hamsters and the Cat Icarus sure, and the Peanut sure. Butter Gamers, that group of people. Yeah. Um, so like pretty pretty well known and definitely the best YouTuber to have a voice in this game, <laughs> John. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh-oh. Is there yeah. is there subtext here? We we, uh, we, we we could get into it, but no, nah, uh, it's, it's very small. John Tron has a very minor voice role. Ah, um, yeah, but he doesn't voice one of the one of the main characters of the game, Snatcher, like Youngtown does, and does expertly. This is one of my favorite vocal performances, especially by like an amateur voice actor, like someone who's not known for his voice acting. Youngtown is mainly known for uh, for his music writing, um, and makes some great music and remixes. Um, but I just, I fucking love Snatcher. I love the, like, the whole subcon forest just works perfectly. He ties it all together so well. Um, and he's just like, he's a Halloween spooky ghost. What more do you need? They, um, <laughs> they, there's, they also, like, Hand Time does a very good job of, like, you know, generally speaking, when you talk about, like, these kind of platformers, they don't really have much depth in terms of, like, story. But they do a good job with having, like, backstories for some of these characters. And, Matt, you might be more, like, might be more, like, might remember a little bit more of what his backstory was. But it involved him and uh, Queen Vanessa in some capacity. I just forget. Yeah, I do not I do not remember that specific one. Yeah, uh, all right. Never mind. It, it's, it's, yeah, they, they, there is something about, like, them falling in love, um... But then something something happened that both of them kind of turned into like these evil spirits in some capacity. But you know what? Play the game. You'll find out the full story. Um, yeah, I love Snatcher. I love I love this area. Um, I, I, it doesn't seem like it should be the like one of the bigger areas of the game, but it definitely feels like it because oh, of yeah. the, the density of the trees and and things like that. And I, yeah, like 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 Matt said, like Snatcher is very much ties it together of like hey. We're gonna present this spooky character that has a personality that isn't just like uh, actually scary. That is just like he's gonna play around with, like, and like trick you into basically giving uh, giving up your soul uh, in order to complete quests for for him. Um, and one specific area that is in this game that is actually scary huh. and petrifying is the manor which speaking of queen vanessa basically one of the quests asks you to kind of go into the manor and i forget if there i forget what the specific thing that you have to you, do. you gotta get you gotta get something from a chest in the attic right right which ends up just being i think an hourglass yeah um but uh, which hourglasses are the like the oh, the collectible the mario star yes of, uh, yeah. of like this game um but uh that is like it, it, it's such a scary part of the game because the, the gameplay like kind of changes a bit in that it's very much more stealthy focused rather than platforming focused and the game ha- instead of having like the usual camera that you're able to control it's like a fixed camera with like tank controls a little bit and it is uh it is petrifying because not only is it scary and just being in the environment and having queen vanessa like slowly like kind of like search around the apartment for you or the apartment the matter it's a fucking matter jesus um but the screen and like the music also changes as well and it's like the screeching orchestra 
and that is occurring while the 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 screen in front of you is just like completely like zoomed out the like the is just is petrifying and it all fits into the vibe of what subcom forest is and i think that it's nice to have a character like snatcher that's able to kind of like playfully guide you through that story all the way up to the end and 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 still is a, a mainstay throughout uh the rest of the game including in the dlc where he basically gives you challenges to complete in uh specific areas that's very difficult like it's for people who really love challenges and stuff uh so yeah i love snatcher uh anyone else have anything that they would like to add about snatcher young town yeah <laughs> Yeah, that that fucking the, the Jontron thing pisses me off because like they it, something it, basically the earlier that year was when the the controversy happened with Jontron, uh, because he was a dick. Um, I thought that yeah, I thought that was like just after. No, it was before. It was, like, was twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was uh. it was like February twenty seventeen, and then in like September or October is when the game released. So yeah. they kept him in the game. I didn't love that. I didn't love that choice. But beyond that, like it's, I, I think maybe they had to do it for contractual reasons or whatever. Whatever the reasons was, hopefully they never fucking work with John Tron again. Uh, but that that was that was that that was a disappointing thing to learn after the fact. Because I pl- I played in 2019 after Matt recommended this game to me, so I I, yeah. I wasn't necessarily around for the initial launch of this but really wonderful game it does the the, the game doesn't get enough justice i think it, 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 it i don't think it was super well received by critics uh but i i think i really think it's one of the better indie 3d platformers out there it's really really good um yeah i loved the video that you provided for it um matt leading into your piece so yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I thought it was very entertaining, even not ha- knowing anything about the game, not yeah. knowing anything about the character. I just was like, "Wow, this is very cool, very villainous," and you did a very good impression leading into your segment. Thank yeah. you. I've got. I I I think we got like the 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 in onset cold. So oh. my, <laughs> I, my I I didn't get my throat to do exactly what I wanted to do. Oh well, you know what? We wouldn't have known <laughs> either way. So you did a good one. Cool. Strikes me as like a kind of almost cute villain who's not really a villain is that right yeah i mean he he get, he gets on your side by the end oh okay. i would say most fight. most of the characters in this game are like villains until they're not yeah um most of them i would say um but yeah uh let's move on here let's volley the ball back to walsh Oh, Walsh, you you are going to talk about the quarry monster. So the quarry, it, it's a a fun uh, horror game that came out this year, and you want to tell us about basically the the twist in it. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about the monster. So there will be spoilers for the quarry, um, because the, I think a way that a lot of the the supermassive games go, I haven't, I've only played until dawn, and I've only played the quarry, and I'm not even done with the quarry completely. So, sure. who knows? Maybe there's shit that I don't know. But, until then, um, what I've noticed is that they like to play around. Ooh, what is the monster? And maybe there are a couple different supernatural entities going on. Maybe it was, oh, the characters were pranking or messing with the other people. 
Because uh, until dawn, it kind of plays like that. It's like, is there a ghost? Is there somebody who's kind of being like a serial killer who sets up these like weird games and things like that? No, it turns out that it's there's these monsters that are outside also as well. Uh, and the quarry is no different. There is something going on supernaturally where this really isn't much of a spoiler. But even from the beginning, it's like, oh shit, there's just fucking ghosts. And... There is, oh, what's going on? There's these weird hunters that are they trying to hunt people or whatever. But in actuality, the big monster of what is in the quarry. Now, this is a question for you guys. How do you guys feel about werewolves? I'm a fan. Fan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of those sentiments, yeah. Yeah, now, what if, what if werewolves didn't look like werewolves? Okay. What if they weren't sexy? What if they were? What if instead of transforming and you become covered in hair and you take on that wolf-like form, instead your body just fucking explodes in a just huge burst of blood, and your just large humanoid form comes from underneath your skin, and you are now covered in blood, and you just have longer ears and spiked teeth, and uh, yeah, I mean, that's the werewolf. That sounds that sounds a lot worse. Yeah. So I just shared a gif of what is essentially what the transformation looks like. Where they just poof, explode and then they become these humanoid. What I can only describe is just like they look bald. They have these kind of piercing eyes as well as just very sharp teeth. And I actually really like this monster. It comes in at a weird place, but... It is, they are trying to survive the night, basically, and it's a full moon, and they really weren't supposed to be here, but, you know, they're here now, so they have to survive and try to do stuff, and at the same time, some of the characters get infected, they start to turn into werewolves at the same time, and they have their own rules set up, as some of the characters learn, that, yes, full moon comes around, you turn. Uh, they can only be killed with silver-lined bullets or things that have silver. And if you are turned into a werewolf, the only way to cure yourself is to kill the werewolf that cursed you. But they have to be killed on a full moon. So you kind of have to rely on somebody else to kill them. And a lot of the werewolves look very similar uh, after they have transformed. They kind of all take on this shame, this shame, this same uh, shape and form to them. And at the same time, they're very quick. They can move on all fours, uh, but they are extremely strong and they just, they're just fucking scary, man. Uh, at the mm. same time, I enjoy this monster because it felt very different. And while it still had many of the same like hard rules as maybe the last monster from Supermassive Games, it felt very different. The thing that I want to actually compare it to a lot is the monster from Until Dawn. And the reason for that is I wasn't a big fan of the monster from Until Dawn, despite the fact that the monster, I want to say, looks really, really, really similar. So the monsters from Until Dawn, again, spoilers for Until Dawn, are Windigos. And they look like these humanoid things right here. So, nice and bald, you know, maybe a little bit skinnier, but, you know, uh, sharp fingers, superhuman speed, superhuman strength, 
Um, you shoot them with a bullet, it's really not going to hurt them. Regenerative abilities. Um, the Wendigo only differs in terms of other hard rules. They are scared of fire. They, uh, or fire is the only way to kind of hurt them and kill them. And you turn into a Wendigo, not when one bites you or one infects you, but because the ground itself around this area on this mountain is cursed, if you are starving and you, um, and you fall to cannibalism and you try to eat other people and you do so while on the mountain, you will turn into a Wendigo. And this happened after there was this huge mine that collapsed, uh, leaving a bunch of people trapped. And then they were forced to eventually try to eat one another. And then they turned into Wendigos. And then there was another accident later on uh, where it turns out now one of the other characters that you knew way earlier in the story turned into a Wendigo, stuff like that. But I didn't really like them because it just felt like these weird, very overpowered, uh, like skinny people that were just jumping around and, and <laughs> slicing things instantly. Like they just jump from one side to another and then shoot, somebody's head is cut off. And I'm like, that feels a little silly, at least to me. And or the two of there's this big climactic battle at the end and two of them are like wrestling one another. Uh, and it's just weird to see these, I guess, what should be very weak-looking things, or very gangly-looking things, supposedly have, like, superhuman strength and speed and kind of jumping around. While, uh, and I think it was also just the pale skin, too, felt very weird. While the werewolves themselves, while darker and still very gross to me, they have still that, like, blood and sinew on themselves, especially if it's right after transforming. They're extremely strong and very fast, um, and their claws are also very sharp, but they're not doing these like super incredible things. Um, they can't swim. Uh, there's certain rules as to how to kill it, things like that. Uh, but it feels, I don't know. I think just the way that they have utilized it feels so much better. And so despite people being like, this is just a ripoff of the Windigo, uh, it has different rules. And I think that they have taken what they had and then just tweaked it to be a lot better. Yeah, they applied it in a different way that kind of makes a little bit more sense. I also wanted to play, too, with the, ooh, sexy monsters. And it's like, oh, if I said I was doing a (laughs) werewolf, it would be over. We'd all be be over. But I wanted to surprise (laughs) you guys with, like, oh, werewolf. And it's like, oh, ew. That's a... Not not quite. That's not a werewolf! Who is that? It's a little slimier. Yeah, very slimy. Um... But yeah, just uh, very, very scary. Ooh. Mm. Uh, still, even knowing those spoilers, uh, you should definitely play both of those games. They're a lot of fun. And yeah, it's been very interesting, especially as characters start to turn. Um, depending on how you react can decide whether or not some live or die. They're trying to figure out which werewolf to kill in order to cure their friend that is now out also trying to kill them. And yeah. Yeah. That's... It, it is uh, definitely another one of those things where I look at it and I'm like, no, nope, no thank you. Uh, but Supermassive, I know that Anthony and Kelsey have had experience with uh, the at least Dark Pictures Anthology. Yes. Uh, we played Man of Medan, and it was pretty good. 
um, we started to play, it's called like From the Ashes or Little Hope or something, and uh, we got like an hour into it and we were like, oh my goodness, we're so bored. <laughs> I just don't find them scary. I just yeah. don't. It's just they're not. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't find them scary. I don't find the Windigo looks silly to me. I'm sure if you're playing, like in in playing it, like even the werewolf to me looks just looks dumb. I don't think, but I also don't think werewolf things are scary. I don't. That's just not my cup of tea as far as like what I'm afraid of. So, no, I completely agree. The Windigo did feel very silly. It definitely worked. The Windigo works best when you cannot see what it looks like. And it's like, oh shit, what was that? Somebody gets grabbed and then like pulled out through the window. And it's like, huh? What the fuck was that? But then, yeah, it feels silly when they're out in the daylight and they just slice somebody's head off in like one move. And it's like, what the fuck was that? Um, Very silly to me. The werewolf at least seemed like, okay, there are stakes with the characters here. And even the characters themselves can feel very silly in these games. Uh, At least in the first one, the characters seemed a bit... The characters were kind of silly, you know, maybe a bit vain in a lot of places, but, um, you know, you get connected to certain ones, uh, but then it sucks if maybe one character, let's say you have characters A, B, C, and D, and then um, you have a, at earlier in the game, you play A and B, and then you play C and D, and they're together for certain scenes. C and A are supposed to be in a later scene, but because you let C die, you just completely lose that scene with A whatever gameplay that might have been there. And it's like, oh, I liked A, you know? Um, But the werewolf stuff has been very interesting. And it hasn't been just, oh, shit, werewolves. It's been, okay, that is also going on. But there are also actual people trying to kill us. There's also ghosts going on. Maybe that's connected to how the curse started. Um, And there's this whole, uh, I guess even more spoilers, there's a whole... Uh, family of people or family of werewolves that try to keep it a big secret and try not to, you know, try to keep their own family safe. So I like that character to character drama. Of course, you have like the two kids like, oh, I like you. I like you too. And then one got bit and it's like, what? what's going on? And it's like, I'm, I'm mad now. <laughs> it's like you're acting like an asshole. And it's like, get away from me. You know? <laughs> I like I like that like the, the one character is transforming the other one's like you're an asshole. <laughs> well, they do act, they do start to act like a huge asshole, and it's like what's wrong with you? Sure, like, nothing. Get away from me. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. That that definitely like super massive games. I think in general are are definitely not my t- cup of tea, but I know a lot of people love it. Um, and they've been doing both the these bigger AAA big time uh like choice based horror games with like both of them giving like very much like summer camp vibes i think the quarry is literally a summer camp yes not literally mistaken. a summer camp yes the other the other um, one until dawn is like uh, a fucking cabin in the woods like right in, on a snowy mountain yeah and then uh the the other and then like i was mentioning with dark pictures that's then but that's been like their annual series um and they're they're the fourth entry is supposed to come out uh in a couple of weeks actually um so yeah it's they're they're definitely known for 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 that those narrative focused horror games and these again people enjoy them so they seem like they do a good job with them uh honestly i 
I'm not even there for like, oh, I, I love the story. I'm just like, I like making choices and then like seeing if I can yeah. like get the best possible outcome. You know, I got to protect Brenda Song. Um, that's this really... Chronic Dream Games, right? Like Heavy heavy Raid and De- Detroit Become Human, like mm-hmm. all those. Like, mm-hmm. you're, they're fun because you get to kind of see different branches of the storyline. Yeah. And of course, some characters can be a bit silly. Uh, out of there's like nine fucking like main characters and I probably only like two of them. Um, some of them are a little bit like, okay. And then some of them are like, okay, just fucking like, shut up. Just do, do shit. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I still think it's very much worth the experience of playing the werewolves. I really do truly feel like the werewolves are definitely a step up from the Wendigos, despite maybe how they visually look very similar, but sure. yeah, uh, fucking go for it. Uh, a lot of fun. Well, we, uh, we kept him waiting long enough, but there one one major reason why I wanted to do this episode of Scary Games, Scary Characters specifically, was to get Gabe to talk about Five Nights at Freddy's character. And specifically, Gabe, you're going to talk to us about Springtrap. Talk to me about them. Okay, so, um, Springtrap... This is what he looks like. Springtrap himself requires a bit of backstory to, <laughs> to to fully explain why he looks the way he does. Looks like he smells bad. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, in the lore of Five Nights at Freddy's, I'm counting everything past Pizzeria Simulator as non-canon because that fucking blows. But um, everything pre is what I consider the the definitive story because that's where everything it concludes in a nice it wraps everything up in a nice little bow. But um, okay, so Springtrap, Springtrap is a well, he was a man, uh, but a man, an English uh, robotics engineer by the name of William Afton, and he develops uh animatronics for entertainment and um he had he had a business partner named henry emily and they worked together to build and foster what would eventually become vazbear entertainment and um their first endeavor into the uh, robotic entertainment business was a, a small little uh diner called fredbear's family diner where there were two main animatronics on for show one was Fred Bear and the other was Spring Bonnie. Uh, Spring Bonnie and Fred Bear are specialized, specially designed animatronics in that you can actually wear them. And but to do that, you need to uh, shut them down and tightly wind up spring locks. And the, those spring locks keep all the animatronic devices and such bound to the out to to the inner the inner walls of the suit so that it could be easily worn and walked around in and so you can perform for children that's like off stage so you can like just be play the part of the animatronic characters um the reason why that's important is because uh spring bonnie was pretty much uh the reason behind the events of the game of the games in general because William Afton, besides being a robotics engineer, 
is also a child murderer. Um, oh, wonderful. So I like that you just dropped that and like, giggled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I'll continue. That's fine. Um, <laughs> Don't put him on the spot. <laughs> um, so uh, he uses the Spring Bonnie animatronic suit to lure children away from their parents and family and whatever to kill them, basically, or just to do what it is he does to eventually murder them. And um, he then disposes of the bodies and uh, does it in such a way that he can perform different experiments with the dead bodies. Um, so... Over over time, uh, Fredbear Family Diner eventually gets a uh, bad pl- quote unquote bad publicity, as the games put it. So because of these, <laughs> because of these several incidents of involving missing children, and at this point there are five missing children. Um, Fredbear's closes down, and eventually is rebranded to Fazbear Entertainment. Fazbear Entertainment makes. Four new animatronic characters: Freddy, the Freddy, Faz, Freddy, Freddy the fish. No, sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I just said Freddy the fish. I was just joking. Go ahead. I it's meant you. to say Freddy Fazbear <laughs> and Freddy the bear at the same time. And I, I'm so sorry. No, you're totally fine. I, I, I was being a dick. I I'm jumped a fake again. Fan. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Freddy Fazbear, Foxy the pirate fox, Chica the chicken, and then Bonnie the bunny. Those became the figureheads of the franchise. But the Missing Children's incident kept going. And uh, over time, William Afton uh, had a body count. And um, he was never caught. And the game doesn't explain how or why he wasn't caught. It's just he was never caught. Until one fateful night where the souls of the dead children uh, attack him. And uh, another another detail that happens is he disposes of the bodies by putting them inside the animatronic suits so because no one, no one looks at them or whatever, and their souls eventually become bound to the animatronics themselves. Um, then... With these, with the souls binding to the to the to the robots, they eventually can come to life at night, and they uh, they just do as dead children's souls do and haunt. They haunt the fuck out of the place, and um, William Afton takes notice of this, and he decides to end it. So he takes apart all of their suits, and the souls are freed from the robots the souls attack him and he figures the only way I can get them to leave is if I put on the spring Bonnie suit. So he does. And, uh, he, it works at first and this is all shown through cutscenes, And, uh, but, but unfortunately for the kids, uh, the spring locks snap and they end up killing him. And, uh, his body is left in, the disrepaired location for about 30 years as he dies and decomposes and stuff until his body is rediscovered and is put into a, I guess, a, 
I don't know how to call this without it being like bad. <laughs> it's like <laughs> according to the wiki, it says it's a uh, an homage to the missing children's incident. <laughs> oh, I see. So, uh, Springtrap is eventually found and put in this new establishment, and he is able to roam free roam freely uh because you know he's his soul is bound to the animatronic suit as the dead as the dead children's were so he is able to haunt the place until the events of the third game happen and then the rest is up for the uh for for the fans to debate on whether the timeline is correct or not depending on the game but um so that's why he looks the way he does it's his dead body inside of a rotting uh a rotting suit that is 30 years old so that's why he looks the way he does and the reason why i find him so effective outside of the frankly silly backstory um i there's nothing silly about child murder but i'm like with the (laughs) events of the game being so just just going firing all cylinders um sure it's very i think his design is very effective for what it's trying to do it's trying to convey that this is a dead body haunting a rotting old years old ages old animatronic suit who is able to come to life and there is so many fans that want to see him in other types of media one of the biggest campaigns of this was for him being in dead by daylight which is uh, really yeah. interesting because someone made an entire campaign trying to rally for this and it's gotten so much notoriety and like springtrap is considered one of the most iconic characters from the franchise because of how effective he is both in story plot uh, story and plot and just overall design because it's not overly complex it's not like overly horrific it's just i feel like it's more subdued in terms of like um in terms of like uh what what's in terms of like body horror i guess because um as you can see through some of the details you can see like some of his insides throughout the holes of the suit and stuff mainly his fucking ankle guts <laughs> which is a s- even sillier part his because, you know, fucking ankle guts just nice. look at look at the picture he has <laughs> no ankle i guts. know no i i yeah you're i mean yeah no you're right um so like by all for for all purposes of what i said earlier we can all just conclude that he probably does smell really bad yes okay cool specifically Uh, the ankle part yeah yes specifically his ankles the ankle guts well well, he's been rotting for a while Um, all his guts fell down to his ankles i guess in terms of like him as a whole i find him fascinating as like a character study because I did the story no justice trying to just make it as abridged as possible because the the story leading up to the events of the third game is actually pretty interesting. Uh, granted, it it's kind of difficult to get into if you don't like sit and survive type of games where um, you are stuck in one place and you have to manage your power or manage all kinds of things to get yourself to survive to a specific point in time. Um, but just look at YouTube Let's Plays or whatever if you're ever interested in that kind of thing because there's endless amounts of content surrounding this game's story 
and pretty much the, 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 the story of the franchise as a whole. Um, so, uh, Springtrap is my personal favorite animatronic design. Uh, and, uh, I just, I can, I can just gush about, like, why I like his design so much for, like, hours, but I will not, <laughs> for the sake yeah. of your guys' ears. <laughs> no, I, well, I love it, though. I, 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 you're, you're the biggest, uh, FNAF fan that I know, personally. Um, but I, I just know that this is, it's been such a like it, such a polarizing series over the years Absolutely. and obviously and, and of course you know like the the guy who created it, like all the, like his political leanings and all that like all that controversy bullshit like putting that aside like it's just one of those games that like i think on the surface you if you go into it you just know that it is it's a game with scary animatronics who are going to come out and jump out at you while you're managing the security cams and how just it, it's just meant to be like a game that is just full of jump scares it doesn't really have much depth that's on surface level but then the people who really play it though and see it as for what it is is just like oh there's actually some really good deep lore here that's really fucked up but also really interesting and uh yeah this i i actually like i from from as someone who's fucking knows nothing about five nights at freddy's i always thought that uh, freddy was the one who was doing all the bad uh but i guess it it's, turns out that's the 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 rabbit was the evil the true the, the this true source of the evil this whole time and that yeah that's a, that's what a lot of people think too it's like people just assume that the face of the franchise is the culprit no it's it's really the one that's been behind the scenes on the entire time and you don't really know of William Afton's existence until the second game. You just hear, like, like rumblings or like rumors from the like starting in the first game of like there has been an incident involving child murder. No one knows who it is. No one knows why they did it or what their motive was until the third, the second game, and that's when they started giving us lore drops and stuff about who was the one that did this and like just uh just uh was it out of sheer curiosity or was it just for or was it for like some kind of studying or whatever it just puts that stuff in your mind and uh and then it gets to the third game where he is finally introduced granted you can't see william afton as he was but um you can see him what he is now and he is a shell of his former self like well he's he's wearing a shell yes that's for sure um anyone else have a have thoughts on springtrap no just fucking springtrap's great <laughs> my uh my personal headcanon now that i've heard the story is that at night he roams the halls and goes these fucking kids <laughs> oh my yeah. god it's i can't man that that you could probably like force me to pay, play a few hours of like a Resident Evil game. Somebody write down. Somebody write down. Record. <laughs> what, what minute is it? Or <laughs> it's at uh. Or, on mine, it's a minute fifty-seven. Or you like you could you could probably make me play like a few other horror games. There would have to be a lofty check to make me pick up Five Nights at Freddy's. All right, never mind. Because this is. This what's is... the what's the bigger check, Five Nights at Freddy's or Final Fantasy? 
Oh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Wow, <laughs> really? Why? Okay, yeah. wait. Now, now we're taking a minute to talk about this. Why? <laughs> Well, what, is I don't it want to like be... animatronics or like a thing for you? Well, like okay, I didn't really want to go into details here. But Sorry, like, you started. I... It. No, 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 it's fair. It's fair. Uh, I I grew up. Uh, the, 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 here's the abridged story. I had uh, we we had a family friend who uh, was uh, <laughs> uh, that was uh, decided to pull uh, a little bit of a prank during a Halloween party. <laughs> And I don't even I was... think it was intended as a prank, though. I think it was just I, I don't the even costume know. they decided was, to put on. I was so young, so I'm, I the details are, are lost on me. But he puts on a, a gorilla suit, and all I remember was someone either uh, was so I, I was either in like either mom or dad's like they were holding me, or I was or I was just in the basement just hanging. We out. We were hanging out in the basement. And... That was part of their house that we hung out in. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he comes down the stairs and like screams from the gorilla suit, and I was fucking traumatized. <laughs> and ever since that, to this day, I still have dreams about a gorilla charging me. Oh. So that's why the fiddlesticks freaks me out in the way that it did in the video because that's basically especially with like the way that dreams are and nothing's like nothing seems real and like it's weird that the flailing arms almost coming at you like that that's why that freaks me out and animatronics absolutely freak me the fuck out on so that I'm, I'm also gonna guess that you don't like that video of gorilla glue commercials where they kind of immediately <laughs> after gorilla shows up i actually well, it does. It does. Does give me a little bit of fight or flight, but it's not. That's not as bad because it's not like there's a. It's like a huge gorilla jump scare. So yeah. So to be clear, there. Christopher was a young boy. Like we're talking like no, I know, I know. maybe a preschooler. Yeah. This friend of the family that was a friend at the time is like six foot tall, if not a little bit taller. And this was like a. This had to have either been something that he got from a friend, rented. Or bought, but it it had to be a, a gorilla suit that was worth like hundreds of dollars, even at the time. Like this was a full bodied, like Damn. legitimate looking gorilla suit that I think with a joke was just it wasn't even a joke. It was just like, oh, look at this really cool suit. I'm going to like play with the kids. Um, And it literally is like something that traumatized Chris as a child. I did not link that to the animatronics thing, but it makes sense. So I did not yeah. apologize for putting on the spot. Um, no, it's fine. I know that it I, is something I, you were like actually <laughs> traumatized by. I did not make yeah. the connection that that was the connection. So it's a like it's, I guess it's a gorilla phobia. But like honestly, if I went to the zoo and like saw a gorilla, I don't think I pr probably again maybe a little bit of fire flight, but I would probably be fine because I know that gorillas in general are like very like beautiful creatures and awesome, generally like really really cool. But I just that moment changed my life forever uh thanks mike <laughs> <laughs> fuck you mike <laughs> well i'll be i'll be honest too i fucking i hate animatronics anything from like chuck e cheese to like walking into like a stew leonard's there's something about like this even just like without the dead bodies in them there's something about the smell of them <laughs> uh, like the typical thing that you deal with with dead bodies it absolutely kills me that <laughs> stew leonard's is even like has that <laughs> And, like, is Sue Leonard's a national thing, or is that a specifically New York, Long Island thing? I have no clue. I have not seen it it's out not, here in California. It does not sound I'm pretty like sure it is, like, a specifically thing. Long Island thing. 
this weird guy that's like like I don't think that anybody else really knows who Sue hey, Leonard is. Hey, Sue Leonard's here. It's Sue so Leonard. You apples. We're gonna you're gonna come for my filet mignons this weekend, and don't forget to <laughs> add the mignon. lobster. God bless America. We're thinking about you guys. Can I tell you? Wait, can we just before this is no relevance? But can I tell my favorite Sue Leonard fact? Sure. This oh, is gonna. God. This is actually not. Okay, so I need to clarify. Okay, this is gonna be bad now because I said that it's my favorite fact. <laughs> but it's, I realize that I'm exactly what this is I'm going walking through. myself is into. Yes, it's about Ducky. I'm walking okay. myself into like a weird area. So, Stu Leonard's is, as Walsh was saying, is a food chain <laughs> uh, store on Long Island, a supermarket, like a grocery market. Um, Stu Leonard is a real man who owns mm. this chain of supermarkets. Um, this now just now the more that I talk about it, it's not funny. Like it's not my favorite fact because it's funny. It's just bizarre, but also very sad. So now I feel like an asshole. But the so the store is as Walsh said, there are actual animatronics in the store, and like depending on what happens in the store, all of a sudden you'll hear like through the intercoms mooing because somebody set off like the cow in the cheese department uh, or whatever. Pressed or, like a button or something. Yeah, like or there's like just like. <laughs> sharks hanging from like the ceiling and like i don't know like it's just to be fair i have never seen been inside studio this of is Stuart wild Leonard. to me okay no no so no. it's like legitimate there are legitimate animatronics around as well as like other bizarre things but they have like they have like an ice cream shop in the middle of it. it's just a very quirky place but it's meant to be like a very family friendly centric place right sure sure um so i this is just gonna make me sound like an asshole because i it took me a while to understand what the true story was behind this, but so Stu Leonard on our local radio stations, specific there are specific stations that he has like an hourly spot for his uh, for his advertisements. But over the summer, there's always an advertisement, and when I was just doing the Stu Leonard voice, that is like no joke what he sounds like. He's typical New York, big loud mouth, like I'll oh, come down to get the steaks and the buns for your barbecue this weekend. He sounds almost like a like a car salesman, but he's grocery store guy and he's usually very fun there's usually music playing in the background but then over the summer there's always an ad that plays that he comes on the radio and he's like hey guys it's Stu leonard <laughs> and you're like what is wrong with Stu leonard and he starts talking about the story about how and this is where <laughs> this isn't funny but i'm gonna start laughing because i'm awkward so the he comes on he starts telling the story about how they have children him and his wife there was an incident where both he and his wife thought that they were both watching their young son. And it turned out that that wasn't the case. And an accident happened where their son drowned in the family pool. That is not what is funny or anything about this story. That is very tragic. What is funny is the absolute juxtaposition of him usually being the clown steak man on the radio and then coming on and being very audibly sad and disrupted and upset to tell you about their water safety programs that they've enacted without the funding that they put behind them. The juxtaposition is very bizarre when you don't know what the story is behind it. But then I found out that in the supermarkets, when you walk in the door, if you look down at any of the supermarkets, there are duck prints on the ground in their supermarket. And if you follow them, it will take you through the store to a point at which you can get documentation and information about their water safety programs. I had no idea this existed, but it's just very weird. And now I've stopped and nobody's laughing and it's not funny. And I don't know why I started <laughs> telling this story, but it's just very weird. It's a very weird grocery store that is like Long Island specific, but it's very, it's a fever dream is what, what I'm trying to say. It is. To it tell is. anybody right. about yes. it. Yes, no, it is. It is. Okay. 
I, I, <laughs> you can I just cut figured... this entire thing if you'd like when you go to edit. Because I was just... no, you know what? I mean, well, it depends. If you if you want, if you don't want me to keep it in, I'll take it. No, out, it's fine. I just the animatronics I... part is really weird, and then the whole like Stu Leonard all of a sudden coming on the radio like every only in the summer, going, "Hey guys, it's Stu Leonard. I'm here to remind you about my family tragedy again." And by the way, it's half off lobster this week. Like it's just weird. It's just a weird. <laughs> no, weird I, I will. I will admit, I remember the exact commercial you're talking about, and then it's like. Hey, it's me, Stu Leonard. Well, well, you know, I'm Stu Leonard's. Now listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> it's, yeah, listen. it is. It's like that. Yeah. This it's, is it's... very serious. I need you oh. to listen to me. Like he's telling you a prophecy. It's just very, it's a lot. Huh. Well, that that's Springtrap. <laughs> oh, wait, Gabe, before we go on from Springtrap, what's your opinion on Grandpa Willie? Oh my god, don't even get me started on that. P. Paul Willie Afton. P. Paul Willie Afton? <laughs> can I, can I okay. give the context for this one? Yes, go yeah. ahead. So, uh, there are many games in the FNAF series, and even past, what is it, Pizza Simulator, uh, even up to those ones, and they're like, oh, he's, he, oh, it's a spring trap? He's still kicking! And he's like, I always come back. And it's like, so a lot of the fans have very much taken on this persona of either he's like ooh he's scary but at the same time he's like i'm hooked up to like a ventilator and fear me he's just a fucking decrepit old man <laughs> wow and that was that especially took off when security breach came out because you know oh, he's he's a he's back again and like him with v- v- vanny she she's like either his grand granddaughter, or whatever, his caretaker, fucking wheeling him on a wheelchair. <laughs> All Just right. God. All right, great grandpa. Let's get you out of here. <laughs> God. Um Well, we've learned we've learned about Five Nights and Freddy's lore and Stu Leonard's lore. <laughs> it's Stu Leonard's lore, I'm so sorry. That's where I wanna be. Here, I can tie it back to the beginning of the show. Have you guys seen that video of Jack Black singing that song? Yes. Oh my god, no. Five no. Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. That's I where it. I want to be. Do you, not, do you not like that game? No, it's it's just... Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Um, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us. Wow. Uh, on our scary characters. Uh, but next month, we're going to talk art style again. Yay. So your favorite games uh, that have a, a cute or cute, cool, whatever kind of art style that you enjoy, bring it to the table. We're gonna talk about that. Send us uh, at, at, at tweet at us at the Gaming Coop if you have a, either a scary character that you you want to talk about or an art style game you want to talk about. We may shout you out on the show. No one's taking me up on that offer, but I'm gonna keep on doing it because it's content, baby. Anyways. Thank you all once again for listening. Game on. The Gaming Coop is brought to you by Team Chaos Productions. Follow us on Twitter at The Gaming Coop or follow our other work at Team Chaos Pods.